listening to the Bcast with Monica Steely and Sarah Godey and Amber Miller. And actually coming at you today is just Monica Steely. We um, had the opportunity to do an interview with Annie Downs today. And instead of all three of us ganging up on her, we thought we would try just more of a one-on-one interview. So um, I had the opportunity to chat with her. Annie F. Downs is an author, speaker, blogger based in Nashville, Tennessee, She's hilarious. She's written five books. Um, Her most recent book is called Looking for Lovely and also has a Bible study that goes with it. She's a huge fan of bands with banjos, glitter, her community of friends, boiled peanuts, and football games. She's just a delight to talk to. She's so real and down to earth. So we know you're going to enjoy this interview. But before we get to that, really quickly, I had two notes of business that I wanted to talk about with you. One is we really, really would love it if you guys could go to iTunes, and I think Google Play Music does this too, but give us a rating and a review. Um, And that's not just so our egos can get stroked. It's really because if we have more ratings and more reviews, it helps put the Bcast out to be a little bit more public and to be a little bit more known so other people can find us. So if you have been blessed by the podcast, if you enjoy it and share it with your friends, would you mind just hopping over to iTunes and giving us, give us a rating and a review? We would just love to um, hear what you have to say, but we'd really love for other people to be able to find us easier. And the second thing is our Be Together community on Facebook. You guys, this is a closed, sacred space that um, we all gather to encourage each other, to pray, to do some fun little challenges, and to really get to know each other better. Sarah, Amber, and I are on there all the time, and a whole bunch of other listeners are on there too. So go to facebook.com slash groups slash be together community and ask to join. And I think you're really going to love it over there. We've got a special group of people. So without further ado, here is our interview with Annie Downs. Let's talk about your book because you have your book looking for lovely. It just came out, um, in April, right? Early April. Yep, that's exactly right. Um, and it is about collecting moments that matter. And so we, we're going to do a giveaway and give away a copy of the book, but would just give us a brief oh, yeah. synopsis about it. Yeah, you know, the idea behind Looking for Lovely is that um, life can be really hard, but that doesn't mean we're supposed to give up, mm-hmm. right? Like there are challenges and there are hard parts. And, and just because a door is closed doesn't mean we're supposed to walk away and quit. It just means that a door is closed. And so you kind of have to figure out, like, what does it look like? to persevere even when I'm hurting or even when I'm sad or even when this isn't going the way I thought it would go. And so that's really what Looking for Lovely is. It's my story of how God changed me from a woman who quit all the time, quit. I was the person who, when the going got tough, I got going, right? Like I was out and God changed me. And, And it really culminated over the last three years, this change of, of me, really just me becoming a different woman. And I, um, and I, I'm just so thankful for it. And so that's kind of what looking for lovely is about is what has it been like for God to change me so drastically? I mean, it really is the the greatest transformation my life has ever known so far. Right. Like, I mean, I'm sure yeah. that there's more pain and more transformation and more good things <laughs> to come, but to date, it's the greatest transformation my life has ever known. And so, um, I'm, I feel really grateful that I got to kind of put that in a book. 
Well, I, what I loved about it is you're so authentic and you're so willing to be transparent. And I think everybody that reads it will see some of themselves in your journey um, because you're so willing to just open up your heart and to share it um, and to help everybody find that beauty. And wh- every time I was reading any of the chapters, I kept thinking of this verse in Psalm 16, and it's the voice translation is the one that I kept thinking of, which is, you direct me on the path that leads to a beautiful life. As I walk with you, the pleasures are never ending, and I know true joy and contentment. And I just felt like that really was such like that theme, like life is hard and life gets really difficult, but God does not stop showing up and making beauty for you. And there, he doesn't stop showing up and giving you joy and contentment despite your circumstances. Um, And so it's a really, it's a really inspiring book for like, look for God's love in the midst of the pain and look for God's love in the midst of the chaos, because it's always going to be there. Yeah, that's right. And it's just very, it is about not asking your life to be different and not even really asking you to be all that different, but just start looking around and seeing what God has already done for you in your life Mm -hmm. and how he's already showed up for you in your own life. And then your life changes, right? Like it's, it's less about making, forcing your life to change and more about allowing God to change you. Yeah. Tell us a little bit. And I know you, um, you address this in the book, but tell us a little bit, like, what was the turning point that made you think I should write a book about this? Oh, that, that actually never happened with this. (laughs) What happened is I was writing, this was not ever the book that was supposed to come out. This was not what I was contracted for. This is not what we had brainstormed. I mean, this was not the book. I, you know, this was really personal. Yeah. (laughs) And my personal life, I never intended to make this particular part of my story into a book. Um, I was just trying to survive it, Yeah. right? Like I was just to live the story that God was kind of laying out in front of my life. And so, so I didn't mean to write it like this. What happened is last summer when I sat down to start writing the book that I was supposed to write, I would say, okay, well, I can, I can write that sentence, but I do need to go back and say this. So I need to go back and tell that story in order for this lesson or this part to make sense. Yeah. And then I go, okay, well then in order for that, I actually have to also tell that part. And, <laughs> oh, if I tell that part, oh, you know what? Actually, that's probably connected with this. And I've never thought that before. And all of a sudden I am like 30 miles back or 30 miles in the sky, looking down over the city going like, wait a minute this all is connected. And I didn't realize it was connected. It was a very healing experience and very interesting experience. Wow. Um, that I, I did not mean to do so. I never went like, okay, now is the right time to tell this story. It was right. never that it was, um, accidental <laughs> a little bit. It was accidental. just a piece by piece. God peeling back the layer of maybe this, maybe yeah. this, maybe this. That's, that's exactly right. And kind of going like, almost revealing to me as I was writing, which happens to me a lot, mm-hmm. um, that, that as I'm typing, I can, I can write for, you know, 400 words, 500 words, a couple of pages, and then go back and read it and go, Oh, that's teaching me. Yeah. Like God, God, uh, usurped me and never went that, never let that go through my brain. It literally just came out of my fingers. And then I read it and I go, Oh, wow. I mean, it's not like some like, witchcrafty, smoky, no. like that at all. But there are just times where 
where as I'm writing, I'm experiencing what God is teaching me. That is exactly the way I am too. If I'm ever struggling through something, I'll just sit down to write. And in the process of that, God answers me back and helps give me revelation. And yeah, I totally understand what you're saying. Yeah, that's totally it. That's exactly how it is. It's just like a a moment of revelation that you did not know you were going to have. Okay. So be still be free. Our whole mission is to encourage women to let their doing flow out of their being instead of let their doing determine their being. Um, and it's this whole thing of like, we need to be still and know God and out of the overflow, go do the stuff that he's called us to do. Is, do you have an area of your life right now that you feel like God is calling you to be still in? Um, Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I do hear that a lot, actually, probably is, is a directive that I'm told from the Lord a good, decent amount, you know, like my life, like a lot of people's lives moves really fast and is really busy. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times it's less about like, stop striving. It is more about like, just stop, like just stop, you know? And, um, and just take a break and do, you know, that kind of stuff. So that's really where I feel the most pushed is like, Hey, Annie, what if you didn't do anything today and you let the internet run on without you and you let this happen and that happen and you didn't try to control. And so that's probably more where I feel the, like, it's important to slow down and yeah. And listen and be. It's so hard. It's so hard. You know, like, and we feel that all the time too. Like we kind of get these conflicting sides of, okay, we should be doing this and we should be doing this and we should be promoting this. And then on the other side, God's like, pause, just pause. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's just, there's such a tension there. So what does, I mean, I know this book, writing this book was so healing and cathartic for you in so many ways. What does freedom look like for you today? Gosh, Monica, you come with the deep questions. Oh, sorry. I have Uh, really superficial ones later. No, don't be sorry. No, 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 don't be sorry. It's great. Um, What does freedom look like for me today? You know, I don't know that answer is my honest answer. Um, I don't, I don't know how to define that today. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I think I'm wrestling a little bit with that in my personal life and, and figuring out what that looks like. And Mm -hmm. so for me a little bit, it'll look like going on a walk this afternoon at my favorite place in Nashville, Radnor Lake and, and kind of getting out. I need to be outside. I'm tired of being inside. And yeah. And and that's where freedom comes for me is where I'm kind of like out and yeah, out in the open and, and giving, giving nature some time. Mm -hmm. So that's probably, I know it's not a great answer, but that's really, that's all I know. Fantastic answer. Cause sometimes it is just getting out and outside of your, like everyday confining circumstances and just breathing, just taking that deep breath. So what would you go back? If you could go back to yourself, like in your twenties, what would you go back and tell yourself? Uh, I tell myself I would still be single in my thirties and just say like, Hey, it doesn't happen yet. So go do other things. You like quit waiting for that to happen. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, I feel like I spend a lot of my time. And in fact, I, I write about this in looking for lovely. Nope. Sorry. I write about it in let's all be brave. The book before looking for lovely mm-hmm. about how I spent so much of my time. I said so many no's in my twenties because I didn't want to miss the chance to get married. Mm-hmm. That if I could tell my 20 year old self, like, Hey, that story does still doesn't happen for you in your twenties. Go say yes to all the things you said no to. Like, That's don't good. say, don't say yes to things because you're waiting. And so it, it, and my thing, what happened to me is when I turned 30, I realized like, okay, I've got a choice. I can say no for another decade, 
waiting for something that isn't promised, but I really want, or I can start saying yes and see what God does. Right. You know? And so I moved to Scotland and I moved to Nashville and, you know, I, I live a very different life in my thirties than I did in my twenties because I quit saying no on behalf of something I couldn't see, but wanted. Yeah. That's such a good word. It's such a good word for um, anyone that has any unfulfilled dream, I think kind of in any scope, whether it's children or wanting to write a book or moving or whatever the case may be, like just start saying yes to those things that God is bringing to you today, regardless of what you think tomorrow should look like. Right. That's exactly right. Like just start saying yes and, and trust that God can, can still do all the things. Yeah. Okay. So tell us what to expect. You, the Bibles, you have two Bible studies for looking for lovely that, um, I think just launched this week, last week. Yeah. Last week. Yep. And it's one for adults and they're both, they both really connect with the looking for lovely book, but you don't have to read the book in order to do the studies. They aren't like required partners. Right. But, but if you've read the book and you liked it, you'll love the studies. If you haven't read the book, the studies are still can stand independently. So um, the blue, there's two different colors, which I think is very helpful. The blue <laughs> one's for adults. And so, and then the yellow one is for teenagers. Mm. And so it'll just kind of help people. But the cool thing is, is that they, like, if you lead a small group, the leader can do the blue one and the teenagers can do the yellow one. Or a mom can do the blue and her daughter can do the yellow or a mentor can do the blue and the student she mentors can do the, can do the yellow and still totally discuss and things overlap. And we set it up that way because I've led small groups for a decade and a half now. And, and I always wanted to do books with my girls that I could also learn a lot from. Mm-hmm. And so without necessarily having to read like teen angst language, right? <laughs> right. So I wrote, I wrote the teen one with teen angst language, but I wrote the adult one. Like I'm talking to my friends that are adults, right? I wrote the teen ones. Like I'm talking to my friends who are teenagers. Yeah. So yeah, it really is about how, how to find lovely. How did the Bible show us ways people persevered and found beautiful in their every day. And each chapter actually is a different, um, is a different job. So I I've seen people, you know, I've done Bible studies for a long time. I've you know, I've done about every Beth Moore and Priscilla Shire that's come on the shelf. Oh yeah. And I've seen a ton of like, here's Esther, here's Jonah, here's Peter, but I've never seen anybody talk about the jobs in the Bible. So I thought that'll be fun to learn. I would enjoy learning that. So I'm going to write that. So there's a week on, um, it's a six week study. The first week kind of goes through Romans five, three through five. Mm -hmm. And then it goes to musicians, farmers, um, women of influence and fishermen jobs that are really central through the old and the new Testament. And then the last week is on Jesus. So, and there are videos to watch. You can watch them online of me teaching. They're all short, like less than 10 minutes, Awesome. but there's videos for teens and videos for adults. So man, it was so hard to write a Bible study, Monica. It like wore me out. Oh, I can't, I can't imagine. I can't oh, imagine. I, w- I would yeah. expect that the difference between a book and a Bible study is book. It's like, it's me, it's my story. I can write whatever I want, but there would be this sense of responsibility with a Bible study mm-hmm. that would stress me out to no end. That's it. That's exactly oh. it. It is, it is quite the thing. So for the, for the teen one, and I'm asking, cause my daughter is 12. Do you think 12 yeah. would be appropriate? Yeah, that's actually what we're saying. We're saying 12 to 18 awesome. for the teen one. And, um, and then college plus moms, singles, working moms, grandmas, aunties, everybody, 
college plus is the blue one. Awesome. I'm still going to do it with my daughter this summer. Cause I think if you can, if you at a young age can get this concept of find the lovely, find the beautiful and where you're at at that age, how much easier life might be later and not have to go through the crazy that I went through. Yeah, that's right. That's my hope. I mean, my very first book is called perfectly and a lot of times like moms will read it or small group leaders will read it. And they'll say, I wish I'd have read this when I was 16. And I say, I wish I'd have read this when I was 16, (laughs) right? Like my life would have been easier if I would have been able to read this book when I was 16. That's so fantastic. Okay. I have just like four or five really easy, um, questions for you before we let you go. Okay. Um, introverted or extroverted? Oh, extroverted times a thousand, not even close. (laughs) Uh, coffee or tea? Tea. I do not drink caffeine. And that's funny. <gasps> Extroverted does not need caffeine. Oh, oh, that's so. a really good point. Uh, TV or movies? I, uh, um, oh, gosh. All. Oh, can see all the above. I absolutely love watching um, movies. I love going to the movie theater. Mm-hmm. I don't watch a lot of movies at home. I love going to the movies I'm going to the theater. But if I'm at home, I'm probably watching TV or Netflix. Yeah. Oh, that's so me too. Um, salty or sweet? Um, salty. Mountains or beach? Oh, m- mountains probably. Okay. It's okay. hard because you're like, yes, all of the above. I know. <laughs> I know. Well, whatever it takes. So I live in the mountains in Western North Carolina. So my answer would be beach, but that's just because I'm here all the time. But if you ever need mountains to go to, I can hook you up with some nice places. Oh, girl, I I will take you up on it. I I believe it. Yeah, I love it. It's so gorgeous. I just love, and I love that it's cooler. I don't really love being hot. Well, yes. I love that it's general or cooler. Oh, God. It's it's at least 10 to 15 in the summer, cooler than Atlanta. And we go down the mountain and I just watch that you know, temperature gauge tick up and up and up. And I get so stressed oh, right. out. I know. Ugh. I know it's crazy. I know. Well, Annie, we're going to let you go. I know you've got some other stuff going on today, but thank you so much for taking time to talk with us. And, um, like oh, I gosh, said, I've loved Thank you for having me. It's been so much fun. And so, um, listeners make sure you go to the website cause we're going to do a giveaway and we'll look forward to hearing from you soon, Annie. Thanks Monica. Wasn't Annie just incredible? Um, she is so much fun and I love talking to her and would love to, um, actually like go have a sandwich with her somewhere one day. Um, okay. So we are going to do a giveaway of Annie's book, looking for lovely. So in order to, uh, be entered to win, go to be still be uh, to the blog post with, uh, this episode in it. And at the bottom, just enter the raffle copter giveaway. We'll pick a winner in a couple days and send you the book. You're going to absolutely Love it. Thank you so much. And again, make sure you go to iTunes to give us a rating or a review and join our Be Together community on Facebook. Thanks, everyone. Have a great day.